And I was I was actually coming back from competing for the U.S. team, and um, I get randomly selected a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the agent pulls me over, and you know he's like, you know, you've been randomly selected, no problem. He opens up my uh, suitcase. This is international travel, so I have all of my luggage with me because they you have to bring it in, and then they recheck it. So he opens up my suitcase. He starts taking everything out. And mind you, we're in the open. Everybody is looking at me. He's taking out my underclothes, my dirty items. And then he says to me, um, well, what were you doing? I said, well, I, I was doing a triathlon. And then he said, mind you, I'm in Team USA gear. He's like, well, you don't look like a triathlete. And I'm like, well, what does a triathlete look like? And were you racing? Yes, I was racing. Here's my medal. So it was, it was, I think that was the most disturbing thing. Here I am, I'm representing my country, but I'm being treated like I don't belong here. On this podcast, we talk exclusively to Black athletes, whether you're a seasoned vet, a beginner, or someone just considering trying a sport. This podcast is for you. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm Coach, the other half of uh, Black with Endurance. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Khadija. Coach or you are the coach? (laughs) (laughs) I go by Coach. Most people call me Coach. My name is William. William Solomon the third. Okay. All right. I'm Khadija, Khadija Diggs. My government name is Kelly. So if you look up my results, <laughs> you got to look for Kelly. <laughs> oh, and you have a lot of results. I just, one, thank you for taking the time to uh, just doing my homework and just getting to know you more in terms of your accomplishments. Um, one, I'm in awe. Two, I'm just upset. I'm just upset that you're not on every cover of every magazine. Like you're dope. Like people need to know who you are. And that's why we started this podcast. So thank you for taking the time. Well, thank you. It's uh I'm 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 excited about triathlon and I'm excited about telling everybody about it. And yeah. Yeah. So I've I've learned a lot already. Um, just just going through your YouTube in terms of swimming techniques, I can I can improve in open water. Uh, I've recently learned how to swim like five six years ago, and okay, so okay. I, I'm not comfortable in open water. You get me in a pool now because a sister I, I I hired a sister as a trainer and she hooked me up, and so now I can do my swim side breathe. I'm, I'm cool, but you get me in open water, I'm freaking out. And just watching your YouTube of your meetups and people talking about different techniques. I'm like, I gotta try this, I gotta try this. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited just to get as much information as possible. And there'll, there'll be more of those with the, um, the program that I'm starting. A lot of the sessions that I'm gonna have with the athletes that I'll be coaching, I'm gonna record them and put them out on YouTube. I know a lot of people were like, oh, you know, you should charge for them, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I, this is just, this is, I, I, I have to do me. This is how I feel comfortable doing it. And, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot from the sport and my goal is I tell, I've told people from even before I started triathlon, my goal in life is to die on E. <laughs> right. Right. That's, um, that's a friend of mine. He, he's in the um, OCR pretty strong and actually he's someone I look up to. His motto is hard to kill. Like however I go out, that's it's going to be hard for me to go. So, and I and she's signing in now, and I believe the same. I um, I believe especially for our community, we just need the information. For those who are thinking about it and kind of want to do it, just get them the information. Build the base that's big enough, and then once we have a big enough base, you can get out. I'm I'm all about jab, jab, then hook. So give, 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 and and then you know at some point the it's coming. All right, she says she's signing in now. Wow. So you're you're a mom, you're married, and you you no, are- I'm, I'm divorced, unfortunately, but one of the good things is 
my ex-husband and I are really good friends. He just moved, he's from Gambia. He just moved back to Gambia. And I was literally upset. <laughs> he, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. We're, we were a hell on wheels as a couple, but he's, he's really, he's a good father and he's a great friend. And I, when he decided, he, he said that was his goal. He always wanted to go back home and he decided now was time. And so, yeah. yeah. How, how old is your, uh, your daughter? My youngest two are 10 years old, that 10 year old twins. Oh, wow. Yeah, the youngest two are not his, all the older children are his, yeah. Okay. Our, our youngest daughter together is, she's about to graduate from high school. So he said, now, now is time. She can travel back and forth by herself. And um, me and him and his new wife are all, we're all good friends. So I'll be over there. Got you. Now, how <laughs> Now, how many kids do you have? Total, Total. adopted and biological 10. 10 kids. Yeah, so I adopted three um, and uh, I gave birth to seven. I didn't expect the last two, but they're here and they're my joy. They're my sweetiekins. How, how? I'm sitting over here with, with one kid in my household and I have another kid by a previous marriage in, in San Francisco. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, how do I get more done? How do I become more efficient? You've taken away all my excuses. How are you getting so much done? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a process. I don't, um, and, I, and I've, people started using this term, especially during the pandemic. You give yourself grace. You know, you're not, one, you're not gonna be perfect at everything. These kids don't come with manuals. And I, I have to openly admit, Allah bless me. My children are, they're amazing. Um, my oldest two boys, it's like they came out as men. Mm. You, know, you don't have to, they, when their younger brothers and sisters needed things, they were there for them. Uh, I, I remember at one point they were trying to get every, I had home at once and trying to get everybody to school at the older boys. They had the lunches lined up. What are you doing? Mom said, be ready. You know, that that's the kind of boys they are. And like my two oldest daughters, um, one's adopted, one's biological. My daughter Shakora recently graduated from uh, uh, University of uh, Oklahoma University. And she calls me crying. She's like, mom, I this is this is harder than I thought it would be. I was like, well, what's going on, baby? She said, I, I got another contract, I don't know if I can do this, she's upset because she's successful. She started her own business and she employs 10 of her classmates. So these are, these are, these are the kind of kids that I have. And it's, it's, um, I can't take credit for their, their spirits came to me like that. And all I had to do was nurture it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm completely blessed. My first triathlon, my kids were there cheering me on. It's, 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 it's just, um, I'm, Allah's given me more than any woman could ask for. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. If, if there's a listener right now, there's a young lady who is, uh, who's a mother, maybe a single mother, may, maybe in a relationship, but she's, she's looking to get her fitness together. And, you know, she may be struggling. If there, if there's one nugget of advice you could give that young lady who is struggling to get out and get on the bike or get on the trail, or get in the pool. What, what would you tell that person? One, I, I've, I've always believed this. And, and my father told me this, not my mother, which is funny. He said, as, as the mom, you're, you're the core of the family. If you're not right, everyone else is not right. So it's important to take, take a little bit of time for yourself and to, to, to enjoy it to enjoy that space. And I knew I was a triathlete when I had anxiety or I was worried about things and I went to the bike or I went to the pool because that was, that was my, that was my space and time for myself where I didn't have to think about anything about except that next arm stroke, that next pedal stroke. It was time to think. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, I'll say, "Oh, you want to go for a ride?" They'd be like, "No, nah, I'm not going with you," because we know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, you have you have to take time for yourself. 
So that would be it. That would be it. Take time for yourself so you can be. And it, he, your your father said that 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 even speaks volume. You're the core. Lonnie, how we doing? I'm okay. <laughs> you all right? Yes. And if you say anything about hats, I'm not gonna be your friend. No more. What? <laughs> <laughs> your hats are good. I made them both last night. They're good. I'm gonna strip them off. So what I miss? <laughs> not much, really. Just um, kind of just the early intro, letting her know that this is gonna be edited. So at any time we can pause and. I want to make sure we present her in the best light. And so, you know, um, other than that, um, I think we were just starting with some of the background stuff, really. Okay. And don't even worry about the best light. Worry about the real light. Because a lot of people, they, they, see my, they see my website or they see something that's happened and, you know, they, or they see an article. Uh, it's, it's not all pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had some bad races. I've had times where, you know, wake up, you don't want to, you don't want to train or just like I talked about, sometimes my training is, is my therapy. Some, sometimes you need more therapy than you really need. You know what I mean? And you have to take a step away and say, am I using this to enjoy myself and as therapy, or am I using it as a complete escape? You have to remember those kind of things sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that most endurance athletes are running from something or to something. You have to kind of figure out what that is and find find a find a balance. That makes sense. That makes sense. You you have to be something's got to be going on in here to even <laughs> want to get started in endurance sports. Yeah, and just that level of, of focus that sometimes it takes, especially the, the super long ones. Because I look at some of the people that do like the 50 mile running races, the level of pain you have to be able to absorb to stay focused for that 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 period of time. That's um that's pretty that's pretty insane. Or the few Ironmans that I did, I can the conversations I was having in my head, especially on the marathon, because the, the run part is my least uh least enjoyable session, I should say. <laughs> the conversations you have in your mind when you're going through that is, um, yeah. How long That's was the run? How long was that run for the Ironman? It's a marathon. Oh. It's a four mile swim, um, uh, 112 mile uh, bike ride, and then um, a marathon. And the swim is usually, is, it, for the most part, Except for one, it's it's peaceful for me. I liked Florida the best because it was an ocean swim and I love ocean swimming. And it, it was almost like it ended too quickly. Um, and the bike ride, I love, um, I found my aggressive side in cycling. So I'm talking trash and every time I pass a dude, I'm... <laughs> um, so, but the run is, it's more like a long conversation with myself of just, don't quit. You've come this far. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You 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 said most endurance athletes are running from something or running to. So when when you started, which one was it for you? Were you running from something or were you running to something? And what was it? Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Black with Endurance for updates and to find other athletes in your area. Now back to the show. triathlon I did it was just for fun I was well they're all for fun but I just I was I belong to a, a very small sorority it's an Islamic based sorority Gamma Gamma Chi and uh we had um a health initiative and I was like ah, everybody runs everybody does this I'm gonna do a triathlon and I thought because I ran track in college and I already knew how to swim it would be easy <laughs> And, um, but I had fun. I came in like third to last. I was in complete agony. You could hear my father-in-law in the background saying, oh dear God, just help her. <laughs> but I, I just wanted, you know, and then after I finished, I signed up for two or three more and I was just having fun. And um, and that period of that first year of doing it, um, 
a dear friend of mine, I, I call her my niece, but she, he's actually a really close friend of mine, his daughter and my, my daughter now, the one who's a uh, senior in high school, uh, she passed away from brain cancer. And um, she stayed with me for a while. They had gone back to Gambia, but she came back over here for treatment and she stayed with us for a while. She went back and forth between my house and um, my ex-husband's house. And um, that's why I was telling you, my, the, my cycling and my swimming became my therapy to watch this young girl who was, she was, she was my daughter. She was my daughter watching her uh, die of brain cancer and there's nothing I could do about it. It really, um, it took me to a space where I needed it. And uh, I remember her saying to me, you know, she says, auntie, I just, I, I know I'm dying. I just want to go home and be with my mommy. That's, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. And she was, uh, she, it's funny. She's, and she was a good kid. She always, she always, I told her, you know, you can do your prayers upstairs so you don't have to go up and down the stairs. Even to the point where she couldn't walk down the stairs, she wanted to ride my back down. We have a little prayer room, a little musala in the house. She wanted to ride my back down to the prayer room because she wanted to pray in the prayer room and on the mats with everyone else. That's the kind of kid she was. And it just took me to a, a place, I don't know, I don't I don't know whether I was praying or sometimes my mind was, I, was, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just needed that space. And then a year later, I lost my father-in-law, my, my youngest, their, their grandfather to pancreatic cancer. And he was like my second dad. And it just, and he was, at that point I had started to get serious about triathlon. Yeah. And I, that's when I remember I told you I was joking about, um, how I decided I wanted to try to make the US team. He was one of the first people to say, oh, you're gonna do it and I'm gonna be right there. And the year that I made it, he died. Oh my God. Yeah, like three months before the race, he, he, he died in August. Yeah, he died in August and I qualified in September. So it was, um, crossing that line was heart-wrenching. It was heart-wrenching. Um, did you feel like he was with you? Yeah, I still do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still do. He was, um, he was funny. Even, it was funny, even when me and his son broke up, he was like, baby girl, don't, don't worry about it. You did the right thing. I was like, <laughs> That yeah, is a whole nother. <laughs> you can cut that part out, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he was, I mean, even, even when we split up, he said, I am always here for you. You are, you are the, the mother of my only, cause those were his own, my twins were his only two grandchildren. And I mean, he, he used to, he was a pilot. He would change his route. So he would end up here and just show up. I'm like, dude, you didn't even tell me you were coming. Come on in. <laughs> it was that kind of relationship, you know? Yeah. So. That's beautiful. Yeah, oh he's, he's, still, he's still he's still with me. Yeah. So what happened after that? What happened with joining the team, the US team after that happened? Like how did it go? How was training going through uh, that? I was I was excited. Um I was I don't know, I was just I was like a deer in headlights. I was, um, the one thing that concerned me was I know when every, I told you one of the things that I was, I, I was excited about was the fact that I knew after making the US team, they had to make me a race kit that was ITU and USAT approved. Yeah. And I got nervous about four months before the, before world championships, everybody else had their uniform and I still didn't have mine. And finally, I know I started calling the Team USA coordinator. I was like, yo, you know, what's going on? She's like, well, we're still working on it. We're still trying to figure out what to do. And um, so I, I took the initiative. I got on the horn with uh, Roca. They, they were designing the kits. And I was like, yeah, these are, I know that these are the rules related to compression. What are we going to do? And they made a couple of iterations of um, the, and as a matter of fact, I brought it down here with me because I wanted to show it to you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> a couple of iterations 
and really all they did was they made um it, it was a kit similar to everybody else's but uh -huh. they if you notice the bottom it has a non-compressive sleeve that goes to my ankles uh-huh and um then they put non-compressive sleeves on the arms oh okay and i was so happy to i chafed like crazy it was the worst fitting kit i ever had <laughs> i was so excited to have a kit and then I started weightlifting the the this next year, and you can see my shoulders busted out of the. <laughs> you were the hell out of that thing. <laughs> those gays. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a cycle fanatic. They've had to repair it like three or four times because I turn in corners. I have some repairs where I was dragging my knees, and they're like, "What do, what are you doing with the kids, Khadija? What are you doing with the kids?" I was like, "Yo, oh like I'm riding." Wow. <laughs> So yes. I was excited to get it, but it's like I said, it was the most ill-fitting kit that I ever had. But how how long did you have to use that one? Like I used this one for a year, a little over a year. And then they came out with another model, which is a little bit better. And now I have a, um, a, a short course kit, which is this one. Mm -hmm. See, this is a short course kit. I wrote, I wore it for long course. So now I have a short course kit and a long course kit. The long course kit is very comfortable, but it's uh, not hydrodynamic. So I can't wear it without a skin over it or a wetsuit over it. This, I can swim, bike and run in it. It's very hydrodynamic and it's fast in the water. Okay, I get that a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna ask, what's the difference between the long run and the short run? But you explained it. Yeah. So for, for, I do, I'm in two events for Worlds this, this coming up year. I'm mm -hmm. in the Aquathlon, which is a swim run. And then I'm in the long course, which is a, the long course swim, bike and run. So for the Aquathlon, I'll wear a, ver a version of this because I can get right out of the water and mm -hmm. slide my shoes on. I don't have to wear anything over it and it's a lot faster. So I, I get out the water, I got my swim cap on, mm -hmm. I grab my hijab, slide my shoes on and I'm gone. So what, what, what material is the hijab made out of? Um, all of my, I don't, you know, it's a patented material by ASEA, um, Modest Sportswear. Uh -huh. um, it's some type of polyester blend, very light. I was, um, the first time I started wearing the ASEA hijabs, uh, I, the first time I raced in it was in Cuba. Uh -huh. And I literally thought I had, accidentally like taking my hijab off when I pulled it. my helmet off it was so light wow. it was just yeah they do they 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 make the best in the business I don't care what anybody's I've, <laughs> I've tried them all I've tried I've worn capsters um I was actually on a panel for runner's world where we did a review of a bunch of different hijabs uh -huh. um, and even one of the young ladies I think she's either sponsored by um Adidas or Nike yeah. She even said that this hijab was better than, yeah, they may, and they make three different kinds, which is great. So this, this one I have on right now is, it's more of a full coverage hijab. Mm -hmm. The one I race in is fitted to my neck and it doesn't have the extra material. And then they have one that just covers your hair, which I think anybody could wear. If you have long hair and you just wanted to keep it off of you, it's a nice, nice to wear as okay. well. So I know we talked a lot. I do, for our listeners, I asked you when you became the first black woman and woman to wear a hijab in uh, the Team USA triathlon team, did you do that intentionally or was it by chance? Did you know that that was what you're doing? Was that the goal? No, I didn't, I, I didn't realize it till it started till one I didn't realize I was the first African-American woman on the long course team till I had actually done it um I realized going into it that I was going to be the first woman wearing hijab um the and I <laughs> and I tell this story people laugh at me all the time but it, it's true I saw somebody at a race and they had their name on their rear end and I loved I loved to cycle and when I saw that, I was like, yo, I want one of those kits like that. She was on Team USA. It just, I didn't, it was, they had, Tier was the, the, the vendor for them at the time. 
And I was like, yeah, I want a kit like that. Because what was going through my head was when I pass somebody, they'll see my name as I pass them. That's, that's what I'm thinking. competitive. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> One of my friends and they're sitting there like, you, you really don't know, do you? I'm like, no, how do I work this? And that was, that was, that was the start of what was in my mind. And I, I thought in, in my head that I could really do this. I did my first 70.3 was uh, Ironman Augusta. And I did, I did pretty well. And I was like, you know, I'm ready. I, I think I can do this. I'm going to try to make the U.S. team. And that, and somebody laughed at me. And I, I said, okay, okay, I got you. It took I, me two tries, but I got you. I, I probably would have thought you was crazy too. Like you just joined the U.S. team because you wanted a suit. <laughs> <laughs> deeper than that yeah guys. i know <laughs> first but the first thing was yo how'd they get their name on their rear end like that i was just i'm out here having fun i just i'll grow up next year maybe i don't know i'll think about it that's funny no you know you're the first woman on our podcast right <laughs> oh really yes, yes. <laughs> you're, set, you're setting the bar pretty high already <laughs> i just we we, I, I learned, I learned late in life to stop taking myself so seriously. I mean, we're on this rock for such a short period of time. I, I, I decided to just enjoy myself, love life, love people, and you know, if it's, if it's, if it's not towards a state of peace, leave it alone. Yeah. No, I feel that. That takes us to your um, motto live by love yes live yeah. by love One, <laughs> up on yourself two dream and grind always always have aspirations that are bigger than what you can see right now because you plan all day but god is the best of planners yeah and what you have planned what he has planned for you is far better than you can imagine dream and dream beyond that and then work at it if it goes well great if it doesn't Put, put the work in and then live by love. There's there's so much more power in loving than there is in hating. Yeah. Was there anyone along the way who, who kind of took you underneath your wing and said, hey, here, here's how we can help. Here's how we can develop. And was there anyone kind of along the way who was like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be here. Or, you know, like, you're, are you, you're, you're a joke. You shouldn't. This is not really for you. Yeah, I've... <laughs> I've had a lot of both, <laughs> and, and that's part of the reason that, that, that I'm pursuing the DISC program is because so many people have poured so much life into me. Um, the first person is my mentor, Alonga Thandaway. He, uh, he's been doing triathlon since the 80s, African-American man. Um, he is a certified coach. He's a certified youth coach. He is a certified race director. I don't know how many Ironmans he's done. I don't know how many triathlons he's done. But I met him at a race and he just kind of said to me, you know, you, he asked me who my coach was. I said, I don't have a coach. I'm just out here, you know, doing whatever. And he, you know, you're pretty good at this, you know, if you put some effort into it. And he said, you know, I belong to the Metro Atlanta Cycling Club. Come on out. And that's kind of where I started you know, being a little bit um, more competitive. And to this day, um, I'm very close to him. He, um, even for nationals and for, I, do, I did a late season triathlon um, last year. Everybody else had stopped swimming. He brought his kayak out to the lake and would take me for swims. He had no other reason to be there. He just was, you know, I'll, I'll support you while you're, you're out there swimming. Um, my one of my closest friends she's a professional runner we um for two years straight and, and this is kind of where i've come from I, I ran middle distance uh well 800 meters in college i had never run a half marathon or a marathon um i met her and every sunday or saturday for two years she did a long run with me to help me get to the point where i could run um, a half marathon hard and finish a marathon. 
they didn't they didn't have to do that for me right yeah and then i belonged to uh the black triathletes association um 2018 um i qualified for the um Ironman 70.3 World Championships, and I just, I wasn't I just said I wasn't gonna go because I hadn't budgeted for it. I had two kids in college, I hadn't budgeted for it. Um, one of the young ladies before she even asked me opened up a GoFundMe on my behalf and said you're going, and then announced that there was a GoFundMe out there. They paid for my airline ticket to South Africa. Wow. So wow. I paid for my registration and. Um, I contacted, uh, there's a, I had a friend who used to live over in South Africa. She contacted the people at the mosque and I stayed in somebody's guest house for, you know, a couple hundred, probably a 10th of what it would have cost to stay at one of those expensive hotels in the middle of an Ironman. Right. So it just, I, and I, and I can say I've, I've raced all over the world. I've raced in Dubai, Africa, Asia, all over the place. I have never been to, I have never raced, not one single time, and somebody from BTA not be there to support me. Wow. In Dubai, I got there and somebody was there. Oh, wow. I got there and somebody was there to support me. Really? That's the love I've received. But how many other Black people were on the course with you? <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> When I raced in Dubai, that was the first time I had ever raced with another another woman in hijab. Mm. Um, at the 70.3 World Championships, there was one other um, uh, hijabi young lady uh, from Egypt, and I had met her in Dubai. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first time I raced with another hijabi on U.S. soil was uh, this past, Not I keep saying this past as if 2020 had never happened. Yes. <laughs> Skip that year. Uh, 2019, um, I raced uh, Ironman Arizona with two other hijabi women, and we we had arranged it. We had been planning it for two years. One young lady's like, I'm not ready to do an Ironman yet. I'm like, okay, we'll keep training. We're doing Ironman uh, Arizona together, and finally the three of us um, raced it together um, in 2018. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you have a picture? Yeah, I actually, there. if you go on my site, I have some pictures, but I'll send some pictures some pictures that we took. And actually, um, Jerry, one of the young ladies, we stayed, we roomed together. Yeah, the other young lady traveled with her or with her husband, but her, Jerry and I, we, we traveled together. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad that you guys got that opportunity and that picture is, is I'm pretty sure it's dope. I gotta go look at your website again. <laughs> Oh my God. So you say that you want to change the world one race at a time. Yeah. What do you mean by that? It is Black History Month and PsychoFit has us covered yet again. A way you can celebrate Black history and health and wellness. A Black History Virtual 5K. Register now to get your metal race bib and face mask to stay Rona free. Run your 5K anytime, anywhere. Celebrate on social media. And you are going to want the swag that comes with this virtual 5K. Go to gopsycho.com to sign up and to check out the merch. And don't forget to donate to Rock Era. Rock Era is a black-founded nonprofit organization here in Los Angeles that is dedicated to enriching the lives of the inner city youth. As part of my journey in triathlon, I, I was realizing that people have all these preconceived ideas about Muslim women and how they behave and who they are. And I get comments like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think you'd be funny or, you know, they let you run, or, I mean, just the questions that people would ask. Um, I didn't, I don't think people, even, even African-Americans, you'd be surprised the questions that people ask me about, about Islam. And, and, and one of the things that um, I think kind of really irritated me, I've always been competitive, even I converted to Islam when I was a, a freshman in college, mm -hmm. even before 
I've converted to Islam. I've always been competitive. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm a new religion now, so I leave all of my personality behind. I've always been competitive. And I think when people realized I was competitive, they were like, oh, you know, no, I'm not here to visit. I'm here to win just like you. (laughs) I I, I, want to race, you know, If, if, if you're you know, I'm going out, I'm going out sweating and puff, huff, huffing and puffing just like you are. Right. Yeah. I have a question. When, when you converted, what did you convert from, if you don't mind me asking? My father is um, Catholic. My mother is, I guess, Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Her, her uncle was an Episcopalian, um, I guess a preacher, minister, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But my father, my, one thing, my father was very open about religion. He has a, um, a master's degree in theology. Oh. Um, so he was very open, very knowledgeable about um, religion. Um, and I converted to Islam because I had a friend who was doing, um, he was doing his graduate studies in linguistics mm-hmm. and was, he literally was translating the older one of the oldest versions of the uh quran and um so i'm listening to this and i'm reading and it just spoke to me it, it really just it spoke to me and after i i helped him with uh, his studies i read it again for myself and one of the things uh, that really touched me is in the first chapters it said whether you be christian jew or sabian uh, if you follow, if you follow your book, you'll be saved. And one of the things that kind of turned me off to religion um, when I was younger was the fact that one religion would say, if you don't believe what I believe, you're going to hell. If you don't believe what they believe, and even some Muslims are like this now, but the fact that it was in that book that says, as long as you believe in the creator with all your heart and soul, if you follow your book, your understanding that you'll you'll be saved. That that just that just spoke to me. That that spoke to me to say that you have to love everyone. We all don't come from the same space and time. And that if you have you believe in a greater power and you believe in the love of God's creation, that mm-hmm. that, that that just that spoke to me. I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean I've never read the Quran. So <laughs> So that's that's a deep and and profound and un- unconditional love have you have you ever been in a situation either on the course or, or in life where you were met with the opposite where, where someone saw you and and saw you as you know you're the other religion you're 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 a, you're a terrorist you shouldn't be here they met you with an unprofound hate and how did you deal with that yeah i know it's been there and I, I, the only thing I can say is, is, is love that I've never, it's never been that, it's never approached me that harshly. I know I've been there. I, I, like I had one situation, I was, I was actually coming back from competing for the U.S. team and um, I get randomly selected a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The agent pulls me over and, you know, he's like, you know, you've been randomly selected, no problem. He opens up my uh, suitcases, it's international travel, so I have all of my luggage with me because they, you have to bring it in and then they recheck it. So he opens up my suitcase, he starts taking everything out. And mind you, we're in the open, everybody is looking at me. He's taking out my underclothes, my dirty items. And then he says to me, um, well, what were you doing? I said, well, I, I was doing a triathlon. And then he said, mind you, I'm in Team USA gear. He's like, well, you don't look like a triathlete. And I'm like, well, what does a triathlete look like? And were you racing? Yes, I was racing. Here's my medal. So it was, it was I think that was the most disturbing thing. Here I am, I'm representing my country, but I'm being treated like I don't belong here. It was just, and then people started stopping and crowding and looking around. One guy thought it was funny. Another lady says, yo, what are you doing to her? And then another agent comes up, you know, step back or, you know, we're going to have to detain you too. 
it was just it was it was an ugly scene. But I don't think I've ever been just physically threatened. I think I feel like I've been shielded. I I I I know it's there, and I know there are things that I have to overcome. But um, I, I yeah, it's. Is it to a point that like maybe we don't acknowledge it when it's happening because I don't know. I feel yeah, like being just being black in certain situations, I feel like I'm so used to it or being treated different that maybe I just don't acknowledge it or don't see it anymore. And I feel yeah. like you might get a double whammy or well a triple whammy for being an African American woman. And a hijab. Yeah. And a Muslim. Yeah. I, yeah, I've um. Yeah, you you could you you could be right. Yeah. And then at sometimes I mean, I've had, I speak Spanish, so I'll be speaking Spanish, and I had one guy come up to me and say, "You speak Arabic so well." I was like, "I don't, I don't, I can read Arabic, but I don't, I don't speak Arabic." They just automatically assumed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For the no. question, to me, I look like a very typical African American woman. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. That was something I was going to ask you because, uh, you know, the, the 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 hijab can mean so many different things as a symbol to so many different people, right? Based on their preconceived notions, their their prejudice and their biases. What does it mean to you? It's one thing to say I was the first to wear a hijab and, and, and represent in sports, but what does it mean to you personally to wear it and, and to embody um, Islam? You know, when I first converted to Islam, I, I didn't wear hijab. Um, in the Quran, it talks about modesty and I've never been one of those kind of people just I, I never really drank. I never really, you know, was out there like that. Um, I just, I felt, I felt like, oh, well, I'm modest enough. And then as I did more research, I looked at that the, the wives of the Prophet Muhammad, they covered. And I tried to research more as to why. And then one of the things that really made me want to wear hijab was I noticed how men interacted with women who were covered. Um, they took them more seriously. They listened to their words. They weren't worried about their hair or their or, or their appearance. Like right now with lip gloss, this is like the most glossy. I have a friend, her, her name is Vaughn Spencer and she runs a group called Fast Chicks and they're, one of their symbols is actually lipstick. I always tell her when I have an interview, I was like, I got glossy for you, but I, I I prefer people just to take me at face value. I prefer them to take me for what's coming out of my mouth. Um, all, all they can really see of me is my hands and my face and whether the words that are, the words that are coming out of my mouth, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I, wanna, I, wanna be, I wanna be remembered for my intellect or my lack thereof, my kindness or my lack thereof, um, my ability to inspire, or my lack thereof, nothing else matters. When, when, you, when you leave this world, nothing but your, your, your legacy remains. Yeah. Uh, talk about like in, it talks about in the Quran relationships, where you can marry somebody for their power, for their beauty, for their, their piety, or for their, or their soul. And they said, if if you marry for anything but the last two, you'll be disappointed, because that person you you look at when they're twenty, they look very different when they're forty or fifty or sixty. Their heart, soul, that remains the same. So that that that's important. And I mean, you can marry the finest guy in the world, but if he's getting on your nerves and you wake up, he's not looking all that cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same thing for a woman. She can be all that, but you know, if she's acting really ugly, it's like, uh, I'm not, I'm good. That's so yeah. that's deep. That is, it is. It, it, it really, uh, for me, it lets me know that uh, it, it, it really represents 
your values, like truly represents what you believe in, who you are. And uh, thank you. Thank you for just sharing that. Wow. I'm blown away. If you're enjoying this episode of Black with Endurance, make sure you're following us on Instagram. If you're on Clubhouse, you can follow me at Lonnie Talks and you can follow Coach at PsychoFit. We have discussions about three times a week about Black with Endurance. We talk about training, nutrition, mindset, coaching, all types of tips, as well as talking to the athletes that we have on this podcast. So sometimes if we're not getting some answers that you might want, you can come on and you can ask the athletes yourself, or you can just come on and ask me and coach any questions you might have. We'd love to hear from you. If you're not on Clubhouse yet and you have an iPhone, go ahead and DM me and I will send you an invite. So we will be on there regularly answering questions and we will be on Instagram as well. So make sure you're following us on both platforms. I don't want you guys to miss any good tips that you could get. Don't want to miss the gym. So thank you guys for listening. Now back to the show. It's just an observation. And I want to bring this up. Uh, Max Fennell, we had a, a chance to interview Max. And he mentioned something as he was sharing his journey about how when he was in Philly, um, he was he was used to white people not seeing him, not truly seeing him. He would go to the go to meets or go to pools or just around. They would say hi, they would, but they wouldn't see him, the person, mm-hmm. individual. And he said it wasn't until he came out to California. He was he was at Harvard. He's training and he's swimming and he disappeared for a while. And then he came back and then he's swimming and someone came up to him, and said, hey, where you've been? And he's like, what do you mean where I've been? He's, he's like, I haven't seen you around. Like, we, we were looking for you. And he said, it hit him. It hit him hard. He was like, this person actually saw me. And he was like, I wasn't used to people actually seeing me. So I, I, I bring that up because I, I can feel a similar sentiment where it's like, hey, I want to take away all the distractions because men are distracted anyway. If I put something on and let something out, you you really can't see me. But let me take away all that so you can truly see me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I find that um, I find that beautiful, very fascinating. And also the fact that that's a common thread already uh, mm-hmm. with, with athletes. Max is a good, he's a good dude. I don't know him that well, but we kind of run in some of the same circles and We've been in a couple of panels together. He's 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 a really good dude. And his mind, his if you if you can if somebody can bottle everything that's going on in his mind, it's, it's he's yeah, he's 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 got an amazing. He's super. I think he's sometimes you have people who have this intelligence level that doesn't come out of a book, and I think that's where his his mind is at. If you could bottle everything that's going on in his head, it's a gold mine. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, and he's a good, he's a really, he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. You talked a lot about um, being a, a, a service-based leader. And I see that a lot with you as well as looking at your, your social media platforms. You do a lot of mentoring. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, to me, leadership is not about being in charge. It's about nurturing and um, guiding those to to move to the next level. And, and one of the things that I, uh, my father told me, and I posted it not too long ago, was um, nobody can do everything, but we can all do something. And the thing is to, to mentor here and to mentor there, and then you all mentor together, and then you have an army. Right. I, I, I don't know if I, I, I put that. Appropriately, but I I think it's an it's important to 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 remember that. And then also, when somebody comes to you to be led, they're putting themselves in your hands. So you have it's not the opportunity. It is an opportunity. How can I say it? It's not the it's a responsibility. You can yeah. So they've given you something to nurture and it's your responsibility to, to nurture that. It's not about being in charge and telling somebody what to do. It's, it's, it's about say them saying, I, I want to do this or I want to be 
this and I know that you can help me get there. And they're giving you that opportunity. They're giving you that trust to, to, to take them. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Oh man. So passionate about helping, passionate about competing as well. So what's 2021 look like in terms of competition? Who, who are you looking to pass up out there on the track? Well, I, um, I, my first race is Ironman Chattanooga 70.3. So um, I'm looking to, 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 to do well there. I've really been working on my swim. I built this thing in my backyard called the swim can. So I have no excuses. I've been swimming every, almost every single day. And I'm, I don't, I don't know if you. What's a swim cam? Yes. Like? <laughs> Hold on. What? It's, it's a, it's a homemade endless pool is what it is. It has an endless pool motor in it. And I, 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 with the help of a lot of people, um, I built a, it's like a six by 12 pool and it's got a current in it and I swim into the current. Is it built like out of, did you take bricks and tarp and you did like- and, uh, It's um, it's got um, a sheet metal sides on it and foam board to insulate it. Okay. And um, I built, um, well, I didn't build the shed. I insulated it and finished it, but they uh, had Home Depot come build the shed out there. And then um, a friend of mine flew in and helped me put the walls in. And the only thing I pay, I had to pay for a professional was the, um, electricity because I wasn't trying to blow anything up <laughs> but the rest was um Home Depot did the you know the shell for the shed and the electricity but the rest of it was friends family dad my dad came my dad can fix anything I'm a daddy's girl my dad can fix anything so yeah I've been, in, I've been in the swim can and I'm I don't know if you can tell from my pictures my size I'm I'm five two mm -hmm. so that can it doesn't help on the swim so what i've been trying to do is get my stroke length a lot longer so i've been working on that and one of the goals was to get to to under 13 strokes per length in the pool and I've, i got to 12.8 last week so i feel like there we go oh, congratulations <laughs> so we're shooting, we're shooting for a first place there first place i don't know about first place but i definitely i I, one of my goals um, in 2020, though I only did one race in 2020, one of the goals for the year was to go under 530 for the half Ironman. And, um, and I do uh, triathlon Havana every year. That's their national championships. So I do that every year. I did a 507. So I want to see, I want to, I want to see if at my age I can, I can hit five. I put it out in the universe. Oh my God. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. <laughs> so I want to see if I can hit because it's got a favorable swim. The bike is uh, hilly. I love hills. Um, the run is gonna be tough for me because I'm not the strongest runner, and that's a hilly run. But we'll see. I'll go for it. Yeah. And then uh, Worlds is in um, September. I'm doing Rev Three, which is kind of a multi-sport festival. With with the Fast Chicks group I was telling you about with Vaughn mm -hmm. Spencer. Um, and I'll be taking the DISC athletes from my program there. So we'll be- That's what I was gonna ask. To, to Fast Chicks, yeah. So part <laughs> of that trip is they'll get the opportunity to race, but I want them to also be in service to the other athletes, be in service to the Fast Chicks group and to do some volunteering, just to see what it's like to be at a big festival to assist other athletes and to compete at a, at a big festival type event. I don't so think what? we, I don't think we introduced DISC. <laughs> I, I know what it is, but what, what is DISC? What is the, uh, what does the acronym stand for? So it took me a long time to, to make it up. My, my kids uh, have to take credit for part of the name because it's called Diversity Infusion Syndicate by Khadija. They said I was going to use coalition, but they said everybody's a coalition mom. You want to be gangster, be a syndicate. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the syndicate came from. So it's disc and disc is kind of like a disc wheel on a bike. So that that's how that came up. Um, what I wanted to do was one of the things I'm really excited about is there are a lot more African-Americans on the US team than when I started. 
one of the things that I'm not happy about is I'm still the only hijabi. So I'm going to be, um, I want to be proactive in trying to recruit other hijabis, continue to recruit African-Americans, but could uh, contribute to recruiting other hijabis to try to race competitively. So that's what DISC is all about. It's a program where I will take a year um, mm -hmm. and uh, mentor three athletes. With the, and it's not just me. All the people that have been in my life and who have helped me through my journey, they're all contributing to that. Coach Alonga is going to help focus on the swim portion of it uh, for me. Uh, Yuleen Josiah Tanner and one of my uh, teammates from North Carolina A&T State University who I ran track with, they're going to assist with the run portion of it. I'm oh. going to focus on the cycling portion of it. Um, there's also a gentleman, uh, his, his name is Alfonso Ahuja. Um, I met him at a training camp in Columbus, Georgia, and something about him, we just really clicked. There was level of respect that his athletes had for him and the way he approached me and gave me advice. Um, he's going to be doing two training camps with the athletes. Um, I have someone who's doing yoga, Christy Fenner. Um, there's a young lady who does nutrition here in Atlanta. Her name is Yakutala Ibrahim. Um, she's going to be helping the, the, the women with their, their, um, with their nutrition. So it's a group effort. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, I kind of tacked my name on it for now, but I, it's something that I want to go beyond me. I'd like my name to not even be a part of it, but something that uh, kind of a program that can be recreated to assist anyone. It's just yeah. children, it's just people who just got out of prison to this women who've, who've been abused, just a, a systematic process to help take someone from A to B. And it's not just about the sport, it's about your soul. Yeah. I didn't know all that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that you have to It's um The app process is going on now and um, we're going to select the athletes uh, announce the athletes on uh, February 4th. Oh, are you going to announce it on social media? Where are you going to announce it? Yeah, social media, um, everywhere, IG, put it on my website. I don't know, whoever's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tuning in. So I'll uh, look out for that. I love, uh, yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> anything? coach oh, I, I just want to so we have you have the disc you have training you have do you have a, a do, you, do you have a professional job too as well yeah I'm a project manager for um I don't know if I'm allowed to say the company southern company okay. an energy company here um, in Atlanta um for the most part they've been pretty supportive um I have a project coordinator that's assigned to me um, and I have for quite some time. So when I travel for long periods of time, I make sure that I have a kind of a plan to continue the success of the projects while I'm um, mm -hmm. uh, out of the office. Um, yeah. I, I, I had a director that was not so nice, but he's not there anymore. <laughs> but I, <laughs> my immediate managers were always uh, very supportive um, of what I was doing. Um, they actually, and they, it's funny, they actually did a video on me the first time I um, made the U.S. team and they presented it at the stockholders meeting. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious at first. I was like, well, can we do a video for, on? I was like, sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it, you know, it, it and I, the thing about it is the fact that I'm paid to organize and to plan, it feeds into my life. So I, I, I kind of plan my, my training and everything that's going on and mm -hmm. stuff is done. And, and my kids, some of my, like my, one of my, my daughter loves to swim. My youngest daughter loves to swim. So she comes swimming with me. One of my daughters is a boxer. And so when she needs to run, we run together. We have a little gym on that side of the room and she, you know, her bag is up and, you know, so I try to work it all together so fitness is just in the family it's a family yeah. affair yeah well they're, they're more into the arts than fitness um okay. the younger ones kind of got more into it than my older children 
Um, I have two cello players, a violin player, a, <laughs> a keyboard player, and a trumpet player. So they were more into the arts than than sports. Um, I'm gonna miss this. How many kids do you have in the house? Oh yeah, we, yeah I'm sorry, that was in the beginning. I have, I have four in the house now, but overall I have ten: three adopted and seven biological. Yeah, the most I've had in the house at one time is eight. Oh, that must have been fun. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> was telling them about mornings with getting ready for school. My two oldest boys were like, drill sergeant, yo, mom told you to be ready. Get your lunch and get out the door. <laughs> I told they were born men. It was hilarious. They're funny. You're a good parent. You're <laughs> That's that good rearing. So. Are any of them into, you know, all three, uh, swimming, cycling, and running? No, not yet, at least. Alicia's the closest. She loves to swim. And um, I realized she was a hardcore cyclist. She, uh, she came speeding down the hill at the house and hit something and slid off of her bike and hit her head. And she got up and she lifted her bike. She's like, mom, is my bike okay? I was like, oh God. <laughs> She is truly her daughter's, her, I mean, her jaw was bleeding. She had cut her leg. She's like, is my bike okay? <laughs> oh, wow. You built some tough kids. Yeah. <laughs> Aaliyah, oh, she is me. I'm scared. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I look forward to seeing what they, what they do <laughs> in the future. They're all very, they're all very, very different. Uh, my daughter Hanan is, she's a nurse. She's an emergency room nurse. Um, the one who just graduated, she owns a, a branding and uh, marketing company. She actually, she did the branding for DISC. Oh. Yeah. So, Good work. Good work. Yeah. So the gear that you'll see coming out with the DISC logo and everything, she did all of that. Good work. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to have hats? <laughs> Well, you know, I got beanies, I got flat bones. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to be buying from you next. <laughs> and, I, and, and just how you see me now, this, this is how, now that we can work from home, this is how I, I work from home. I, have, I literally, I have a hat on and I'm having a business meeting. So it's. I, I love working from home. That's the only, that's one of the only good things that's come out of the pandemic. My love, my kids love homeschooling and I love, I love the freedom of energy that working from home gives you that all that negative energy, I don't know. Mm -mm. No you got candles going. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, you, yeah, you know, I could go on for days. Just because I, I could get all into the training and the nuts and bolts and I seen stuff on your YouTube. I'm like, what app is she using? How is she tracking? She knows her effort level, her fitness level, recovery level. But I want to respect your time and uh, thank you. Just thank you. No, I gladly come back and maybe if you want to meet some of the disc athletes, because I'm really, I'm really, I'm so, I'm so excited about the, the disc program. I just, just like I said, you I plan all day, but God plans bed, the best of planners, and I'm I'm hoping that He has something really great in store for these young ladies. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure. And we'll we'll stay in, we'll stay in contact, and you know, as we do this, our network gets bigger, and we, you know, look to get a hold of some more resources, so that way we don't have to do GoFundMe's if, if there's a young <laughs> athlete who needs to get from X, Y to Z, we want to be able to say, hey, um, Gatorade, Coca-Cola, make it happen, right? So that's, to me, that's our responsibility. And yeah. that's why I'm so loyal to my, my sponsors. F2C, they're a Canadian company. They didn't have to sponsor me, but they did. ASEA, they make my hijabs, comfort zone soaps. And everybody's like, you sponsored by a soap company? This young, <laughs> this young lady, she runs uh, a custom, uh, a custom soap company from her home in Connecticut. She makes this product called Runner's Rub. Mm -hmm. It's all natural. It works. I buy her bath salts and also, <laughs> I probably, I don't know if I should be, this might be too much information. <laughs> her body butter, and I don't know if either of you cycle, 
Yes. Do I use it to moisturize my skin? I use it for my lube. <laughs> so it, can, it really keeps you from chafing and it's, you're healing as you're cycling versus chafing as you're cycling. Right. Like, yeah, but she makes, her stuff is amazing. It smells great. I've had acne forever. My acne is going away. So yeah. So we have to we have to make sure we get those sponsors. Um, when we post this, we want to be able to post a link to your sponsors. Yes. And I'm using um, shanty butter, shamoy butter, whatever. So I would happily rather support someone who's supporting you than yeah. whoever that company is. <laughs> you go, to, go to my um, my website and Comfort Zone Soaps and get the um, the body butter. That's what I use. Okay. I use the lemongrass uh, body butter, and it works great. And the thing I like about it is I can put it on before the swim and I don't have to put it on again in transition. It stays put. So that's one less thing I have to worry about. I'm, I just run through, grab my hijab and I'm gone. Everything's taped to my bike shoes and everything. I'm going to, I'm going to grab it because I have really dry skin and I chafe really bad because of it. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on it. And this one is for your wife. Get the beard oil. <laughs> it smells good. <laughs> I got I got some for my cousin just so I can rub up next to him because it smells good. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will yes. do. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a feeling you're going to be back. I have a feeling we're going to have you back on. Oh, so definitely, definitely. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another great episode of Black with Endurance. Oh my God, having Khadijah Diggs on was so incredible. She is such an inspiring, amazing woman. She inspires so many women and not just Black women and Muslim women. She is an inspiration for women everywhere for americans she makes me proud to be in america so i got a lot from that episode as an athlete her fierce competitiveness but her fun beautiful spirit it just is illuminating i love something that coach was saying that he noticed the common thread between some of the triathletes that we have interviewed. If you are on Instagram, check out our Instagram page to see his thoughts. I, I posted a video, so let me know your thoughts and what you guys think. Uh, we plan on having Khadijah on again. I want to talk more to her about her DISC program. I'm excited. I can't wait to meet the athletes, so be sure to stay tuned. Uh, if you're not already, subscribe, like, follow, check us out on Instagram and Clubhouse. We appreciate all the support. Don't forget to go to the website, Black With Endurance. If there's anything that you want to see on there, let us know. Uh, thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>